0: Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night! in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Hockey season is just around the corner. Training camp is getting started in just a couple of weeks. Everybody's excited. Big show coming up for you tonight. Arthur Staple of The Athletic will be joining us. Big stuff going on here. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian how are you? What up, what up, what up, Sean? What's going on? We're back. Player, player, what's up, we're baby? We're back. <laughs> we're back. I'm actually very excited. This so my pal. It's time to start talking hockey once again. Yep. We, we took the month of August off, but we're back now, man. It's time. And we got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Yeah. First of which is we are thrilled to be sponsored. Our new official presenting sponsor, R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill in Rockville Center has hopped on board. Super excited about that. Fantastic people over there. We had a blast with them during the playoffs, doing all those viewing parties. Uh, The food's great. The atmosphere is great. And most importantly, folks, it is the best place to catch an Islander game when you can't make it to the arena. So we're really excited for them to hop on board. And, you know, we talk about those viewing parties. We, we have a lot of stuff going on that we're going to be announcing, announcing later. Absolutely. A lot of fun to come with RJ Daniels. So very excited. Big thanks to the mics over there, Ron, and all the good people over there, all the great staff. R.J. Daniels hopping on board, pal. Couldn't
2: be more excited right? to have
1: them on board. They've been great to us when we were there
2: during the playoffs yes. and the viewing parties and all the events that we hosted, and, and now we're excited to have them on board in an even more solidified way.
1: Yeah, no question. And last but not least, well, not last actually, but next on in line, <laughs> Blue Line Deli and Bagel still happy and proud to be sponsored by those guys located at 719 West Jericho up? Turnpike in Huntington Keep the shirt. an official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli out there check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for all their great offerings and now, last but not least, happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice-over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. So, Christian, summer's over. That's right. Summer is over. It's going to start getting chilly again. I'm okay with that. I like fall because it means hockey's coming back. But the Islanders have finally acknowledged that they actually conducted some business. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this offseason, which is a nice step for them because it, it took a long time. And, and we're going to talk all about it. So what do you say, C.A.? What's what's going on? Well, it's certainly
2: been a very interesting summer, albeit quiet, if you will, because still interesting. unofficially, the Islanders have, unofficially for a while, they re-signed Kyle Palmieri, Casey Zizekas. They re-signed Anthony Beauvillier, Ilya Adam Pelican. Adam Pellick was official for most of the summer. That was that was kind of funny April, how they decided. That, in, you know, we'll throw,
1: we'll toss them a bone. Yeah, we'll throw that one out there. We'll let them know about Pellic. Adam Pellic was the first <laughs>
2: domino to fall, and then it was very quiet for a while. And then, technically today, officially but unofficially, Zach Parisi uh, is a New York Islander as well. The team introduced him to members of the media this afternoon. I was on the call along with Arthur Staple and the rest of the Islanders media corps and Zach Parisi, very excited to be on the island very excited to um, to be here after what seemed to be an inevitable circumstance where he was going to be in orange and blue whether that be
1: and he literally was before the announcement that's right the announcement
2: Michael Russo well he confirmed it to Michael Russo of the right. Athletic he spoke to um, one of the local Minnesota and I want to say it was the NBC affiliate out in Minnesota mm. he gave them an interview in which he confirmed basically that he was signing with the he signed a deal with the Islanders or agree to a deal with the Islanders, whatever the uh, whatever the actual technical verbiage sure. is right now. Because sure. still, it doesn't sound like the Islanders have filed the paperwork officially for uh, Zach Parise to, to be a member of the New York Islanders. We can ask right. Arthur his interpretation of all sure. that. But certainly, it would seem that maybe there's still one more deal out there. The Islanders definitely need a defenseman. There's no secret about that. I think we can kind of put behind us the Vladimir Tarasenko idea of of him being on the islanders at this point there's not a ton of cap room right now for the islanders they do have uh i think they're three some three and change million over the salary cap right now they will get um uh, six million in relief when they put johnny boychuk on ltir and that should just about solidify everything else and put them in a spot where they can uh, operate fully and then you'll have to figure out who's that that defenseman. Who's the news now? The new Nick Letty
1: for the New York Islanders. Yeah, and I guess I don't know. Do we do we get to operate under the assumption that that's going to happen? I mean, I'd like to think so. I mean, as a, as a fan, I'd be like, well, they have to, right? They have to fill that spot. I don't see anybody within the organization that's going to be able to fill it. So, no, Dobson is certainly an option. Well, Noah Dobson's going to get more responsibility and more minutes, but he's not going to be. Like they forget about the actual role. I mean, literally, a body, a yeah. capable body to to play on that left spot next to Scotty Mayfield. I mean, unless Barry decides to switch his pairings up, which I highly doubt. So I think that they just still have to get somebody that's. I don't know who that is. I don't know who might be on the radar. I mean, just this, we're so late in the game now. At this point, people are starting to talk about
2: Zdeno Chara. I, I, Zdeno Chara was on the was on the radar. A while back, even at the beginning of free agency, for, for I think a lot of Islanders people and a lot of people who are watching this team, mm-hmm. because he comes cheap. He's a veteran presence. He still can play well. And uh, as a third pairing defenseman, that's not a bad role for him to play. But I understand the point, too. Of, they need then a second have, pairing defenseman. Then he, but that's when you move Noah Dobson up. You put him with Andy Green, but that's not, I don't think that's much better. And, and certainly,
1: uh, I don't know no. if people will
2: be that comfortable with the idea of two. Two veterans yeah I don't I don't
1: think you want Andy Green and Zidane Chara both playing top six minutes I mean look is it the worst fallback in the world if they can't get anybody else no right I, they I look they can still be a serviceable you know top six if it comes to that but, but I, they
2: also have Sebastian Ajo and Thomas Hickey and the, I mean, we've talked about this before but now right. I, I I think we kind of have to examine this in a little bit more of a legitimate idea that this could come to fruition
1: well that's the problem Christian it's it's September 10th and we're about what two weeks or give you know give or take away from from training camp starting now it doesn't mean they can't make an acquisition during training camp after training camp maybe something early in the season but obviously the off season is is just about ready to wrap up it's over and they're it's sure over. it pretty much is so and they still don't have anybody in that spot I do find it interesting though as you mentioned with the the Parise figures still being shrouded in mystery, <laughs> and I guess you wonder if that's because Lou Lamoureux is still shopping, possibly, and he doesn't want the exact figures of his cap space being out there, even though, like... But, I mean, you can I do mean, the math. No, exactly. That's what I'm point, saying. Like, yeah. like give or take, what, $250,000, right. right? Is he getting $750,000, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, maybe a mil, whatever the case may be. Like, obviously, Parise's cap hit isn't going to be that large, and it doesn't need to be because the man's still going to get paid thanks to that buyout. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the what the strategy now would be to to keep his contract under wraps. And, you know, who knows? I mean, I look, mean Lou knows yeah. why. Right. And Lou has a very good reason for it. We just and don't we'll know And we, we'll we never won't. know. We will We probably. We're lucky we found out Parise is an Islander today. <laughs> kind of officially. I think,
2: but I, I think at this point, so it was a, a basically done. And he, he was talking about it now with, with members of the media and confirmed and all that. So it was kind of, uh, you know, at this point, why are we? pretending i guess i don't don't know it was the whole thing was a little interesting i will say any any
1: other franchise if they saw a potential or an incoming player wearing the team's colors prior to an announcement would be scrambling like the pr department would be you know all over themselves like trying to figure it out and trying to you know do damage control the island's just like yeah that might have been him in uh in orange and blue maybe you know, he might be playing for us. We'll see. But so Parisi officially, unofficially,
2: officially coming to the Islanders is done. Is yeah. By the way, Donnie, you're right. This is a great shirt. <laughs>
3: oh, Donnie there Rosner he is, Donnie Blue Bagels, on, Blue Look at that. in the
2: chat. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. By the way, we know we're up against the Mets and Yankees Subway Series right now. So the is that right? I didn't even. Yeah, know. it's kind of a big deal. Again, Sean's ignorance to sports in general is uh, continues to astound me. Won't, won't. But we appreciate everyone that's that's tuning in tonight yes, and joining us absolutely. for the kickoff
1: episode of Hockey Night in Some familiar in New York. faces, some familiar names in there. Mel, Joey, good to see you. Yes. Very nice. Always a pleasure. But, yeah. and, and Donnie, you right, great shirt. I've stepped up
2: to the challenge, I had to wear my Blue Line <laughs> Deli t-shirt, and uh, now he can never say I don't, don't do nothing. There you go. Yeah.
1: Really putting your time in here for Blue Line. <laughs> way to go, <laughs> way to go man can. really but, pulling your way but it is
2: it is it is a fascinating circumstance i am curious i would love to know i would love to know one day to why the islanders went about it in this this fashion as far as when announcing these players and and, and why one player here and then three four players here and then parisi why he wasn't included in the in the rest of the group when they announced palmary and and sazikas and Ovillier and and sorokin so there is a method to the madness. Sure, yeah, we'll just never know which will drive Islander
1: fans to madness. If if Lou allows it, that biography is going to be an incredible read, that's for sure. And maybe we can finally see what's behind the curtain there, and and you know what's what's behind all these, you know, mysterious moves and you know secrets and stuff like that, but. It's just so funny how just about the entire fan base, anybody paying attention, knew not only that Parise was going to be an Islander, but knew that all these guys were resigned. Literally, all we were just waiting to find out was the dollar, the yeah. dollar numbers, you know. And we finally got them, and you know, we're going to run through the names and run through these guys and and talk about you know how they fit in and were they good deals and you know the length, the numbers and stuff. I mean. There's still a little bit of work for Lou to do. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, who ends up being the 13th and 14th forward on this team. I wanted to ask Arthur a little bit about that because there's still some guys that are, you know, carryovers from last season. You wonder if they're still going to be around. I believe there's word that Michael Cole is coming back, even though he wasn't qualified. I think there was something going on with that. So he might return. Uh, You know, we'll see if it's with the Islanders. We'll see if maybe he gets a two-way, maybe goes to the bridge. We'll see. But there's still questions to be answered even though we are approaching training camp. So it's going to be very interesting, Christian.
2: Yes, there is. it's going to be a fascinating training camp. And the Islanders entering this year with a ton of expectations. Back-to-back appearances in the Eastern Conference Final. You know, the, the onus now is on the team. And I think that... The it kind of started with Bo and, and and Casey and all them when they spoke with the media a couple of weeks back after signing their deals about that feeling of that of that unfinished business and I think a lot of those guys talked about that going into the offseason and during the exit interviews and I think they're coming back pretty hungry they know they've been there twice you know Zach Parise is a as a talented player I know he's is up there in age and I think at this point he can help the Islanders in in a way that uh that a veteran player can in, in his instance and i know we were on with andrew gross actually when this this kind of started to come down the pipeline right but right the day literally the day that we did that they bought out zach parisi andrew gross invited us onto the Island Race right. podcast and right I emphatically said no i don't want zach parisi now that was <laughs> under the guise obviously of him being your your top line right winger right and that's not the role he's gonna play here and that i think is okay and I think he'll help yeah. with the power play a bit more. This is a guy who had a rough year last year and you know, a lot of guys come to the Islanders or in, in the past too, where they're kind of looking to re reshape their careers a little bit. And this is gonna be Parisi's kinda Last chance, per se, to, to go after that cup, and I think that's why he looks at the Islanders and went, this is a good opportunity. For he me.
1: landed in a good spot to do it. We're going to talk more about it. We're also going to talk more about it with Arthur Staple. Yes, so we got right. a break for him now. Yep. Arthur Staple from The Athletic will be joining us. So, folks, happy to be back here at Hockey Night in New York. Thank you so much for tuning in at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. We're going to take that break. Then we'll be right back.
3: It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. RJ Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week, hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. RJ Daniels American Bar & Grill your home for New York Islanders hockey.
2: Country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So, Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, TIE Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516 856 7800 That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at tietechnology.com technology.com. That's TIE TIE Technology.com. TIE Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service.
0: Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold.
2: And this is Hockey Night in New York presented by our good friends over at R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill in Rockville Center. And it's time for the segment of the show brought to you by our other friends tie technology and of course that's on the line brought to you by tie technology and on the line with us is the great new york islanders beat writer from the athletic arthur staple arthur thank you so much for taking some time on a friday how are you my friend i'm good fellas how you doing we're doing well a lot of news in the last uh little bit to go over with you arthur obviously the the big news today zach parisi kind of sort (laughs) of officially is unofficially a new york islander and we still have no idea what the terms of the contract are or how long it's worth. We may never find out, Arthur. Certainly an an (laughs) interesting circumstance surrounding this whole uh, Zach Parisi situation. What do you kind of make of the fact that he was announced basically that he's an Islander, but we still don't know anything about what his terms on on the contract are?
0: Uh, Well, you know, he did talk to uh, our Mike Russo who's pretty tight with Zach from their years of being together in Minnesota. I think that was around the time that they announced all the other contracts last week. Um and I think Parise was either allowed to or just sort of revealed that he had signed even though we all kind of knew it just by process of elimination from when he was a free agent uh, after the Wild bought him out, uh which I believe is now about 6 weeks ago, 5 weeks ago, it feels like a longer time ago than that. Um So I think we all really knew. It's just a matter of knowing what the numbers are. And now I guess the Islanders sanctioning it by having him on a call, um, sanctions it a little bit more. But until the contract is filed with the league, which still hasn't happened, uh, we don't really know for sure. And I'm sure the only thing we can really be sure of is that it's probably for close to the league minimum of $750,000. That's the official AAV for this year but it's going to be a deal like andy green got last year where there's going to be bonuses and probably very easily attainable bonuses that bumps it up whether it's two million total two and a half maybe less than two you know it, there's a range in there um but he'll get pretty fairly compensated and i think the expectation like he talked about is he might have a spot in the top 12 right now you know obviously you have to go through training camp and you have to see if uh, if he's healthy enough to, to get through but um He's viewing it as he's coming in to help. I think Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz are viewing it as this guy can help us. Uh, so that's why we are where we are. And Arthur, just
1: before you came on, Christian and I were kind of speculating as to to why contracts like Parise's are shrouded in mystery. The numbers don't come out right away and whatnot. Do you have any of your own speculation as to what the method to the madness might be, especially this late in the game? The summer's nearly over training camps around the corner. I mean, what, what, is, I guess what does Lou Lamarillo have to gain here by being very adamant, I suppose, about not letting the numbers out, uh, you know, for, I guess other teams to see,
0: you know, I think it started out when he didn't release any information about anybody. Um, from what I understood from talking to some people with some other teams was that he was still trying to make some moves um, and didn't really want any of his fellow GMs to know exactly what sort of cap space he was dealing with, whether they had to, you know, whether they wanted to kind of hold him over a barrel because they knew he might be going up against even the off season limit of being 10% over that $81.5 million cap. So I think um, that was factor number one. And then I think even though everybody sort of knew uh, who was signed without knowing how much they signed for? As the as August kind of ticked off, um, I think Lou just kind of liked operating in the shadows. I don't, you know, he's never been a guy who likes for anybody, whether they're in the league or in a, in our chairs, to know what he's doing and know exactly how much money he's giving out or who he's trading. He doesn't talk about that. Uh, he doesn't like, you know, he. he <laughs> He's very, he's very insistent that his trade partners keep their mouths shut as well. Right. Um, and he gets it done, you know, I think as, as it just goes on and on and on. I don't think he's worrying about it. You know, fans are certainly worried about it. I'm worried about it when I'm on the clock because <laughs> right. I'd like to know. Sure. But um, he is definitely not worried about it. So when he made his initial decision, I'm sure he gave it about another minute's worth of thought all the way through the month. And uh, here we are. You know, I think. Once the numbers started to trickle out a little bit on some of his multi-year deals, that kind of prompted uh, the the flurry of announcements last week with Kyle Palmieri and Casey Zekis and Anthony Beauvillier and Elias Sorokin. But I think now we're dealing with one-year contracts to Zach Parise, most likely to Travis Zajac, even though we haven't heard much, you know, a word at all about his status. Uh, Michael Call, I believe, is is signed for another year at a pretty low number. Um, Anatoly Goloshev, who came over from Russia during the playoffs last year, didn't play. He signed for another year. Uh, I'm sure there's a slew of other guys, but these one-year deals that are not necessarily going to affect the cap if they have to come off the cap, uh, I guess he's just playing the waiting game and saying, (laughs) well, I don't really feel compelled to announce this stuff, and no one else is compelling me, so why bother?
1: (laughs) For sure, Arthur. (laughs) And you know, you rattle off a lot of names there, uh, most of which were forwards, And it's kind of a stacked house now, and I guess it's maybe it's a little early. You know, we're getting close to the start of camp here. I mean, do you have any inkling as who may end up being that thirteenth and fourteenth forward? (laughs) Because that's a lot of. You still got Johnston in there. I mean, you have Panic that came over. Does he factor in at all? I mean, who who's gonna be in? Who's gonna be out by the time the uh, by the time camp starts?
0: You could count up to about seventeen or eighteen at this point. <laughs> right. Okay, Kiefer, Kiefer Bellows is yeah. still around. Otto is still around. Uncle Leo is still around. <laughs> yes. So uh, you know we don't know the status of, of every one of these guys, but they are a lot. They are all signed. They are all pretty much on one way deals. Everybody I th- uh, that plays forward for the Islanders that's under a contract right now, with the exception of Oliver Wallstrom, needs waivers to go down so it's not going to be the way it looks right now if you go on cap friendly there's a long long list of guys yeah so that's going to subtract a couple more million off the cap which helps them but uh but yeah it's a crowded house at forward and you know you still get questions about vladimir tarasenko and i think the first answer is obviously another question which is where is this guy going to fit if (laughs) they're not giving up two or three other forwards so um it is a crowded group i think when you look at the, the lines that you could kind of make right now, obviously the 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 fourth line is is starts uh, in its own special category, but you've got some spots to play with with Jordan Everly gone, with a in, so you, you know there's there's some there's some interest there in that top nine. I just don't know that there's a lot of room for any of these guys, and I think what Lou would probably like in the next ten days, twelve days before camp starts is to shed a couple of these contracts whether it's in a move to bring back a defenseman that can play in the top four or just to be rid of them i think that would probably be ideal but i I don't think they want to be in a position where they're passing six or seven forwards that have some nhl experience through waivers uh at once maybe you get them all through but Mm -hmm. then you've got a crowded group of of guys that may not want to be in bridgeport this year um, you want to have some development aspect down there as well. And they do have a, a bunch of guys who got some experience last season at forward who who they want to have, get, you know, have get more experience this year. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I don't think it's going to look exactly the way it looks now. But, you know, damned if I know who is going to be <laughs> before it gets camp.
2: Talking with Arthur Staple here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Tie Technology. And Arthur, you, we've been talking about the forwards. Defensively, there's still a big hole there with Nick Letty's departure over the summer. The Islanders have a dearth of forwards now, and they still have to figure out that, I guess you would say that second pair defenseman there. Who, in your mind, internally is an option at this point? And are there any moves to be made before camp, before before the start of the season that Lou has up his sleeve that maybe we're just not accounting for?
0: I mean, there's plenty of moves he could make. there's there are defensemen I think that could fill that spot that are around the league right now. It's just a matter of what the cost is and obviously, based on the fact that these moves, none of, n- there hasn't been a move made to get somebody. the cost is probably a little bit prohibitive as far as Lou is concerned. so it it seems to come down to does he want to pay the price to make this kind of deal, whether it's you know, guys that we've been speculating about on our site or just in general, a guy like Hampus Lindholm and Anaheim, who's got a year left, who's a, a big lefty defenseman who could fill that role. Um, whether it's a free agent, there's really only a couple left that you could even reasonably consider. It's probably Ben Hutton, who is he a guy who plays 18, 19 minutes a night these days? I don't, I'm not so sure about that. And Zdeno Chara, who a lot of people are gung ho for and is certainly uh, you know, has been an incredible presence and would would write a a pretty serious wrong from about two decades ago when Mike Milbury traded him away and in the Alexi Yashin deal and he blossomed into a superstar Um, but he's also 44 years old is he a guy who can play 18 or 19 minutes a night not too sure about that either so external options I think are kind of a mystery at this point internally I think we know what the Islanders have and it's not a lot on that left side You've got Sebastian Aho, who got a, you know managed to get back into some NHL games for the first time in three years last season, but it was only a couple. Thomas Hickey, who was in the similar boat, got back into some NHL games after two years away, and it was only a couple until Noah Dobson was back. And those guys didn't get a sniff again until you know for the rest of the season. So I think the Islanders know what they have in those guys, uh, a little bit more unknown in some prospects. A guy like Robin Sallow, who's coming over after having a really good year in Sweden. But again, still a bit of an unknown in terms of his North American, you know, career and Samuel Bolduck, who really seemed to take a nice step forward in uh, the limited AHL season at Bridgeport last year was one of their leading scorers and, and really looked pretty comfortable at the pro level, but playing only two teams that are, were not filled with like with a level prospects. Um, I think the experience factor for Bolduck and Salah was going to hold them back at the beginning of the year and. Um, So, you know, I I think you just sort of take into consideration the history of Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz, which is they've had higher level prospects. They've had Noah Dobson. They've had Oliver Wallstrom. And they took a long time to incorporate those guys into regular roles. And you'd arguably say that Oliver Wallstrom still doesn't have a regular role right now as we head into camp. And again, as he's the only guy up front who doesn't need waivers, there's certainly a scenario where they've got so many guys that they don't want to risk losing through waivers that oliver wallstrom starts the year in the minors which would be pretty surprising i think to a lot of people who saw him play last year but just from the logistical standpoint it's not out of the question so to think that trotz and lamarillo would suddenly say we saw 24 ahl games of Samuel bolduck let's throw him in there and make him our <laughs> our second lefty left pit you know second pair left side defenseman right. is uh it would be really surprising to me uh, and the same with robin Sallow. so I think there's a move that's left to be made or a couple moves left to be made because even beyond having those guys on an NHL roster, they're certainly not going to, not going to be on the Islanders roster to be the seventh or eighth defenseman. They're going to play in the AHL because they also can stay down there and not need waivers. So I think if the Islanders bring in a guy via trade and then sign one of those guys, Chara or Hutton or like Hutton are signed to be a, a spare part. Um, that wouldn't first me. I just feel like, you know, there's a reason that he kept some of the, that Lewis kept some of this stuff hidden and part of it is uh, he's got some more moves left to go.
2: Talking with Arthur Staple from the Athletic here on the line brought to you by our friends over at Tie Technology and and Arthur you kind of stole the thunder from my question about about Bullduck and, and uh and some of those guys but I'll I'll kind of revert back to to Hickey and to Aho because obviously those are guys that have have managed to play um, well, when they've been up here, Hickey obviously has, has had a pretty long history with the Islanders and being a regular for, for a long time. But what, at, at this point, could you see a scenario where Hickey or Aho gets thrown into the, into the defensive core somehow, and the Islanders kind of rest their laurels on, they know they have good goaltending, they have a pretty solid top pair, defense, defense pair, and then wait to see if there's a move move to be made closer to the
0: deadline. I think it's a big risk, you know. Um, I, I can't imagine that, that Lou decided so early on in the offseason to trade Nick Letty to create some cap space and then not have a plan in place to replace him. Um, you know, Nick Letty is a guy who uh, you know maybe his, his game slipped a notch you know in the Barry Trotz era, and certainly the year before Barry came in when he, I think he was the worst plus minus in the league. Um, that definitely rattled him a little bit, but I think, you know, he's a guy who led the team in assists last season. He certainly has some skills that are unique, uh, even at his age at 30. Um, I don't think you give up on a guy like that just to say, we're going to wing it. And I don't think that Barry Trotz is a guy who's going to wing it with arguably the most important aspect of the, you know, what makes this Islander team so successful, which is defense and goaltending. Um, you know, Adam Pellick obviously took another huge step forward and very deserving of his eight-year deal. And as a guy who's gone from being a healthy scratch uh, you know, a couple of times in his first year, now people are talking about him being on the Canadian Olympic team. So you've got a legitimate number one lefty there, and you've got Ryan Pollock on that top pair, and those guys can really carry the load. But they are not 27, 28, 29-minute-a-night guys. Uh, and having only Andy Green really behind Pellick on the left side sort of says to me uh, that they they really need to get someone else with some experience in there. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a Nick Letty clone because you could see Noah Dobson taking on a bigger role with the power play, but you still need a guy to mesh well with Scott Mayfield, which I think was kind of a thing that held Letty back during the regular season last year, that that pairing was always seemed to li- be a little bit off Uh, in terms of chemistry, but he's still, you know, Nick Letty was still a 20, 21, 22 minute a night guy. Uh, And if you take out the power play stuff, he still played a lot of even strength minutes. So I don't, I don't really see a scenario where Hickey, Aho, Bolduc, Salo, any combination of those guys where they step in and say like, we're just going to, you know, try to limp through the first few months of the regular season and especially going from the shortened season to 80, back to 82 games, uh, a condensed schedule with the Olympics if it happens, all these games on the road, you're going to need extra guys. It's just, you know, it, I keep writing it and saying it. And I think <laughs> I get some pushback sometimes because people want to feel like this team has good prospects and they do and they have some depth. But. Uh, you know, that's all those guys are right now. Is is there's you're you're hoping Bolduc and Salo take steps forward. You're hoping that if you need Thomas Hickey or Sebastian Aho, that they can step in. But if the one of those one of those experienced guys in Hickey or Aho was uh, considered to be a regular, I think it would have happened already.
1: Yeah, I'm with you all the way there, Arthur. I think uh, just from a fan's perspective, I'd be a little disappointed if uh, they don't bring somebody in before the season starts. But I did want to swing it back to the forwards real quick. Jordan Eberle, he gets snatched up by Seattle in the expansion draft. They extend Kyle Palmieri, and I guess for all intents and purposes, whether or not he literally replaces Eberle on the first line, it looks like Palmieri is essentially going to be Eberle's replacement, and I just wanted to get... You know your um your opinion on that trade off, Everly versus Palmieri. What's what's going to be the difference here? Is that an improvement? Is it is it lateral? How's that going to change the
0: dynamic of this forward group for the Islanders? You know, I think it will change it. I, Everly, I think you know when he came in, he obviously he was a scorer, you know, in the kind of the wide open Doug Wade season, um, and developed some chemistry with Matthew Barzal then. But uh, but I think. In the trots era, I think Everly's ability to, to kind of be positionally sound and, and and do some little things right, you know, he wasn't just really being carried by Barzal when it came to the defensive side. Um, and obviously Barzal's struggles to to be a complete 200-foot center, you know, have, have evolved pretty well. But Everly is a pretty steady presence. And I think, he, you know, even he maybe has surprised himself as a guy who, um, you know, Handled himself really well at both ends of the ice and the scoring obviously was a little bit too streaky for for a top line wing um but i think you know this is a pretty capable well-rounded guy and uh and it's you know decent wheels and and not the most physical and i think that's the difference and maybe that's the thing that you saw in the two deep playoff runs that it seemed like he started to wear down a little bit he had some certainly had some big goals over Mm -hmm. the two playoff runs but I think they were looking for someone who plays a little bit of a heavier style, the way that the rest of the, the, rest of the Islanders like to play. And certainly Palmieri doesn't shy away from that. He plays a very Anders Lee style of game, um, which sort of leads me to believe that I don't, you know, I don't know for the regular season, if that's the guy you want on Barzal's wing, when you already have a guy like that on the other side. So maybe they will be changing some other things around. We just don't know what Barry Trotz has up his sleeve for training camp. Um, but I think the versatility of a guy like Palmieri, too, where he, he meshed well on the third line with John Gabriel Paggio, he can obviously play some power play uh, and be effective there. And I think for Eberle, they viewed him a little bit more as he's Barzal's you know, running mate, but I don't know if we can kind of move him up and down and around the lineup. And I think Palmieri gives you a little bit more of that versatility. Maybe you lose a little bit speed-wise and skating skill-wise, but uh, but you make up for it with a guy who's willing to mix it up. Um, who can you know loves to score greasy goals? Uh, he certainly scored a ton of them in the playoffs. So I think they feel like y- you also knock half a million off the AAV, uh, you know, with with the exchange there too. So um, you know, I, I think for them it was it was a trade off they're willing to make, and uh, and we'll see where Palmieri starts the season. But I, I definitely feel like wherever he plays, it's not going to be you know wherever he starts it's certainly not going to be where he finishes. There's going to be some movement around in that top nine and I think that's maybe the versatility factor that uh that Lamarillo and Trotz were looking for that they couldn't get from Everly.
2: Arthur Uh, Some other hockey news in this area broke as well this week. The U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame announced their 2021 class. And and one of those people that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame is someone that any any Islander fan is quite familiar with and you yourself are very familiar with, and that's, of course, Stan Fischler. Arthur, I just wanted to get your reaction to to the news that Stan will be a a U.S. Hockey Hall of Famer and and maybe one or two memories that you have from having (laughs) known Stan for as long as you have.
0: I could I could put a couple zeros <laughs> on the end of that one or two. It, it'd be too much. You'd have to do your whole your whole show about him. He, um, you know, I walked into his office slash apartment when I was seventeen years old, looking for an internship when I was in high school, and I had read plenty of his books and seen him on TV and read his column in the Hockey News. He was he was everywhere, and I came to learn part of the reason he was everywhere is that he found some really good people to help him out, whether it was in other cities or in his office slash apartment for a young guy like myself and the experience there was incredibly difficult probably the hardest job i've ever had but it was great that it was the first job i had and uh turned it into the career that i have now and there's lots and lots of people people who worked in the nhl's office longtime sports writers uh people in other walks of life who came through that office and came out the other side feeling a little worn out, but also feeling like they got the experience of a lifetime. And it was uh, it was the most valuable lessons I've ever learned uh, in journalism and just in life, dealing with people. I remember standing in the Ranger locker room in the 88-89 season when I was in high school, because I was his Rangers correspondent, uh, getting yelled at by an assistant coach because uh, Stan had written that the guy might get fired if they'd missed the playoffs. Uh, I think I had, I think I had Bob frozen, Mike Richter standing guard for me to keep it, to keep him away. And all I remember thinking was this guy knows who I am. Really? That's that's pretty impressive. Um, but it was, uh, there were lots of experiences like that. And I loved every minute of it, even though sometimes it was a little scary, but, uh, but Stan is, uh, you know, he's a legend. There's no, you know, I, I think I tweeted. There's nobody like him, and there never will be again. He was a he was a multimedia institution before that was even really a phrase, and before the internet and everything. He was everywhere. When if you were a hockey fan uh, who liked to read about what was going on in the game or read books about the history of it, um, and just being able to be around him was really uh, an incredible learning experience, and to you know to see him over the many years since that, three decades since then, when I started to build my own career. And here is encouragement. Uh, here is jokes. I think everybody who's come across him in the last thirty years has certainly heard a Stan Fischler joke or two. And depending on how well you know him, sometimes they get a little bit more R-rated. <laughs> as days go on, he is, uh, and now to you know even now at my advanced age and career, they still get words of encouragement from him via email from from Israel where he lives now or in person is uh it 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 makes me feel great you know just to know this this whole journey for me wouldn't have happened without him and to see him get honored like this uh by an institution like the US hockey hall of fame is uh is incredible and incredibly well deserved awesome
2: Arthur, we'll let you go on 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 this last question. We've been doing this now with with a lot of our guests, and um, I, I think you're the only one we haven't done with it. Mainly <laughs> because I'm terrified of getting lit up here. Uh, Light them up, but please. we'll but
0: we'll we'll go with it. It's a long season ahead, Chris. You're going to get lit up anyway. So. 82
2: right it's, it's September. I'm trying to I'm trying to save it for at least a month or two. But uh, what we've been doing with with a lot of our guests is is, is, is these random questions to end the show. We we asked Brian Compton about his terrible taste in music. We asked Molly Walker about her her favorite food in, in the press box and um one thing that i thought of with you and one thing you do over the course of the season is, is you put out those songs for every the game day song you pick it every every game and i, I think it's really creative and great and i'm curious arthur now that we're going to be back in the building and, and maybe you're traveling a bit more now what is arthur staples playlist as he's going to cover a <laughs> new york islander game give me like uh, five songs
0: is- five yeah oh my gosh um well the thing about me uh unlike you christian i know since you're 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 a a pure electronic music (laughs) head and anything that has no words and as much semi-melodic noise as possible is really what you love so money yeah um you know that that's a little bit different but for me all i like to do is find out new songs and new bands um so I, I tend to not rely on a whole lot of old stuff. The, probably the band that I listen to the most when I'm in the car by myself is Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. Nice. So yes. so uh, I'm going to try to think of uh, probably River in the Road by Queens of the Stone Age. I'll say that's my first song that I listen to in the car. And since I live in Connecticut, and you never know if it's going to take an hour <laughs> or two hours to get down there. Uh, I tend to, the music sometimes gets louder and louder the more <laughs> traffic I hit as I get down. Uh-uh. Um, oh, there you go. I'll name a couple of recent ones that I've been listening to for my shorter drives around here okay. in the car. Uh, there's a band called 68, uh, that I've been listening to lately. They have a song called bad bite that I like a lot. Um, let's see. Uh, uh. I'm always willing to listen to the Wu Tang clan, so uh, nice. mystery of chess boxing always finds its way into a mix of mine. And um, a new one that I just heard that I was as I was plotting out some songs to, to pick for the season, a band from Toronto called Sam Coffee and the Iron Lungs. They have a song called "Back with the Gang, which feels appropriate for what will hopefully be a season closer to normal when we're all in person together. Uh, face-to-face with players, face-to-face with each other again, wearing masks, I'm sure, but still being able to chirp at one another uh, in UBS Arena when we'll be way, way up at the top of the building, uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully hearing some crowd noise, but still, uh, still in a different spot. So those are my choices for now. Um, I'm sure I can come up with 10 or 15 more. And I know, Christian, it's nice of you to say that, You think it's cool, but I know you've never listened to a single song that I have. His eyes
1: glazed over over that last three minutes. That's not true. That's That's not true Glazed over. But real quick, Arthur, I do want to ask you, now that you mentioned Queens of the Stone Age, what's your favorite
0: record? (laughs) Theirs? Yes. Uh, Um, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, (laughs) I am a big Lullabies to Paralyze fan. Okay. I I know it's not one of their more popular ones, but, uh. But I do like that one, so it's, I'll go there.
1: It's hard to go wrong. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I caught you putting them out there on one of your playlists within the last few years. and I was like, this guy's all right. This guy's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Queens of the Stone
0: Age. <laughs> all right. So uh, oh, no, I was, no, sorry, no, sorry we don't have any sorry we don't have any Tiesto for you, Christian, but maybe next
2: time. <laughs> I'm more of an Avicii fan if we're gonna be honest. So it's all wow. right. I can live with you. Uh,
0: I was gonna think to myself I said Tiesto, but I was thinking like Tiesto but cheesier. So <laughs> it makes
2: sense. Nice. Fair enough. Nice. Arthur Staple from the Athletic you can follow his work all, all season long. You know where to follow him. You don't need me to tell you where he is on Twitter. You can find him bullying me on Twitter as well, I'm sure. Arthur, it's great to, great to see you and great to talk with you. And I'm, I'm sure we'll see you real soon at camp and uh, once the season starts.
0: Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks Anytime. so much, Arthur. Take care.
1: All right, folks. That was the great Arthur Staple from The Athletic. Let's bring it back to the main screen here. A lot of time from Arthur. Great yeah. stuff. Love that bit at the end. Nice question. Yeah, thank you. A little music
0: chat. Yeah,
1: I got to be honest too. I didn't know most of those uh, those artists that he that he talked about when he was going through the I, playlist. See, my eye wasn't quite as Well, you know, but uh, it's it's still it's still nice though. He does it all the time. He's very consistent with yeah. it. Yeah, I, I feel like he chooses a song based on you know what's going on with the aisles <laughs> lately and whatnot. So it's cool. He kind of like has well, what do you got there, you're, you're... Donnie
2: in the chat goes, Shawnee is a Celine Dion kind of guy.
1: Hey, I love all kinds of music. Okay, and she's got some bangers too. All right. The French Canadian princess that she is, (laughs) probably Titanic Titanic. song. Oh yeah, I mean that's a classic. That movie is a classic, right? Right. I saw that in the theater when I was in like high school. Yikes! Yeah, I did. I paid money to see that in the theater. It was a big blockbuster at the time.
2: First date kind of movie. I mean, that's that's like a four hour movie. I'm not even gonna lie, dude.
1: I don't even care. I went with my teammate from, from uh, Chaminade Hockey. Why would you lie? Who cares? I, no, I know. I, but like, I, but like watched, you would think that's a date movie, right? But I went yeah, with, uh, I went mean, with my hockey teammate.
2: I, I mean, <laughs> like on a rainy Saturday, Sunday afternoon, you know, yeah. before hockey and I, all that, I've thrown it on because it's on HBO Max. So I've just thrown it on
1: and watched it randomly. Wow. Okay. It's I've a good movie. Known. Yeah, hey, it is. It is. I still still think that Leo could have been saved at the end, but... It is what it is. We move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we move Do you ever on.
2: see the clip of, of um, when he was doing promotion for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt, and I forget who the other act- actor or actress was. With, um, and one the interviewer asked him, we're, they were doing like a rapid fire, mm-hmm. and the interviewer asked the two actors mm-hmm. and Leo, mm-hmm. did he think he could be saved at the end of Titanic? Oh, that's hilarious. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> you gotta, it was Brad Pitt, that's and I forget funny. who the other actor or actress was. Okay, I That's good stuff. Uh, it's phenomenal. You definitely got to look it up later. Okay. But great stuff from Arthur Staple, uh, yes. especially on Stan Fischler, who yeah. uh, absolutely deserves to be in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. I think he deserves to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame considering how much he's done for the sport yeah. in the metro area and, and really across the country and, and his contributions. And Really, one of the other astounding things is when you look back at Stan Fischler's career, And you look at what he's done uh, between the hockey books, between his affinity for the transit system and the books he's written about that, Mm -hmm. and his touch on the New York sports media landscape. Stan Fisher, which I found out today from someone, was a professor at Fordham University. He had Bob Papa, who was the voice of the New York Giants. He had Michael Kay. I believe. Really? And, uh, he, I don't know if he had him in a class or what, he, but he knew Michael. I don't No, Michael Kay was one of the only people he didn't have. He had Jack Curry, who's the Yan- Yankees um, pre- and post-game show host. Um, and wow. if you go back through a lot of, a lot of Joel Sherman, who's the baseball, baseball writer for the New York Post, a Stan Fischler intern, if you go back through a lot of well-known media members in this area, not just hockey, yeah. there is a Stan Fischler influence somewhere in there. Which is ins- no, is the, man,
1: the man is a legend. I mean, he is a staple of not just Islander hockey, but Metro hockey, whether it's the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders. I mean, I remember way back when, when he was working for Sports Channel, when that was the channel that covered the the Islanders and the Devils, he was always kind of doing the, the in-between, like what Shannon Hogan does yeah. now. He was doing that, and he, he did it for yeah. the Islanders, the Devils. He might have even done it for the Rangers. But, I mean, he's been a part of my Islander life ever since I started watching. And it's funny, I'm, you know, listening to Arthur and I'm thinking about any experiences I might have had with him. Back when I used to be up there in the press box with you guys and we go to the, <laughs> the coaches' scrum, you know, out of respect, I mean, everybody just knew Stan was asking the first question. Yeah. And he'd be standing there all casual, leaning on the wall, <laughs> So Jack, you know Jack Happywano at the time. He's like, so Jack, uh, you know, what'd you think? <laughs> what'd you think, of you guys tonight? And and he would always get the first question, and his, well deserved. And his uh, his relationship with Evgeny Nabokov was was legendary. Yes, and the, the
2: interactions yes. those the two of them had over the over his time with the New York Islanders was was uh, absolutely phenomenal. Witness firsthand, and and anyone who watched it on television enjoyed it. It, it, it was really great, and and obviously Stan has forgotten more about the game of hockey than the two of us know to this day yeah, that's that's um, accurate which is astounding he's been yeah. he's covered every team in this area going back to the americans wow that's um, wild. which is which is just insane but yeah. uh, obviously a big congratulations to stan fisher and everything he's accomplished in his career and obviously um a long overdue honor of being put into the u.s hockey hall
1: of fame Indeed. Indeed. Well deserved. I didn't know that that was, you know, even coming up. It was a thing. And then I saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So kudos to Stan Fischer, Well deserved. Congratulations. And I hope he's enjoying himself over there yeah. in Israel. Yeah. That helps. And that's, that's really nice that he still uh, stays in touch with Arthur. Yeah. Through all these years. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. So where do you want to go from here?
2: Should we see what's on tap? You want to see
1: what's on tap? Yeah. And now. <laughs> It's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. Woo! Hey, we're at R.J. Daniels. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. And normally during the season, what? I I said this to you before the show. I just have to say it to you
2: again. Okay. If anyone's ever seen Bar Rescue on television, which uh, the
1: crazy. I know of it, but I've never seen it.
2: The voiceover guy in that show is the exact is the exact
1: guy that, that not, No, we hired him for that was him. Oh we paid out the big bucks? Yeah, but buddy buddy wow. we, we're we're, we're hocking right in New York. We're rolling. All right. <laughs> we don't mess all around right. here. Yeah. So yeah, brand new segment here. <laughs> 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 for legal purposes, Sean is kidding. I, I am kidding. <laughs> we didn't we didn't hire him. I don't know who that was, but it wasn't him. But yes, brand new segment here at Hockey Night New York is called What's on Tap, and it's going to give you a look at what's coming up for the New York Islands in the coming week. As you hopefully know by now, this is a weekly show, so we're basically going to give you a rundown of what's going on. Now, we haven't hit the season yet, so we're not going to be talking about Pittsburgh coming into town on Tuesday or playing the Coyotes on Thursday. Well, no one's coming to town for the first 13 games, so we're safe there. <laughs> Literally nobody's coming <laughs> to town until November. However, once the season gets started, we're going to start breaking down the upcoming matches. I mean, we've done it before, but now it's got its own segment, courtesy of our great friends at RJ Daniels. So what's on tap for us coming into next week? Rookie camp. Islanders rookie camp. We still don't know the official (laughs) first day of it yet. We don't know anything. But we know it's coming. We know the young guys are going to be getting in there. Christian, has there been any inkling as to who might be showing up there? Like, How about our boy Rada? From earlier on in the summer, is he going to make I an appearance? I think the
2: understanding is he will be over for a rookie camp, but I don't think he's 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 going to go back to, to Europe at some point. So I don't think he he's coming he's coming in, okay. but
1: I don't think he's sticking around.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll, but you know he's made a hell of a first impression on Islander fans. That's for sure.
1: I mean, you can't start off any better. He had ninety eight points in four games. That's <laughs> amazing <laughs> in the summer showcase. It was he was actually just playing on easy mode in the NHL two thousand. He was playing against you. He was playing Aww. against you. Oh, I know that was that was, that was low. Sorry. Yeah. Did you even play video games? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, NHL. Madden. Really? Madden. Really? ML- MLB the show. So you're gonna get the new one that's coming out 2022. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think I bought one since like 15, and I'm pretty sure they've all been the same since. Pretty much. I think they've all been the yeah. same since. I see. I see people with the same complaints on yeah. Twitter every year. So I don't I think, think it's, it's changed. I
2: think it's mostly Andy Graziano for who for whatever reason continues to buy. NHL every year. and yeah, complain it's, about Yeah, it's it. a fool's errand uh-huh. now. I don't mean yeah. to insult anybody. No, no, listen. you should insult Andy.
1: It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean that anybody else that. that no, plays no, you the should game. insult them as well. Okay, fair enough. Learn your lesson. It's just, it's, it's a big money grind. <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> throwing your sixty dollars away every listen, year.
2: We all did <laughs> it for a long time.
1: I bought Madden thirty times I did over. is right? the first one. Yeah. I played the OG NHL hockey on Sega Genesis. Wayne Gretzky hockey. Well, yes, but that had nothing to do with the NA, you know EA Sports NHL series. I'm fair talking enough. about since that first one. I've been playing, and then, like I said, I stopped at like fifteen. So, think of all the years that I was just throwing fifty. Think of all the the money you could have saved. Seriously, I could have. Donnie pre-ordered it. That fool. Oh, Donnie, you fool! fool. When are you going to have time to play that game? You live at the run a deli.
2: Yeah, jeez. What what are you doing here? Put it in the deli. (laughs) Put it in the deli, Donnie.
1: Put it in the deli. Put it in the deli. Put it in the deli. I'll come by every Saturday. Put it next to the bubble hockey. We gonna have some tournaments. Yeah. Got some great ideas brewing here. Mm-hmm. I don't Me know. We should run the deli. Not bad. Mm. <laughs> Leave day-to-day operations, but special projects, Sean and Christian. Okay, there you go, Donnie. Rattle it around the brain. See yeah. what you think. I like it. Hey, look, it. there's the beautiful RJ Daniels behind us. Yeah. That's where we did all our live events for the playoffs. Great stuff over there. So... Not a lot. You know, unfortunately, look, you got rookie camp coming Which up. You, but that's exciting. Rookie camp, training
2: camp, both are exciting because it's finally here. We're finally back to getting to talk about hockey and not the speculation of who's signing, who's not signing. After a while, it becomes a chore. As fun as, like, the first three days of free agency and in the, in the period up to it are yeah. kinda fun, after a while, it's like, all right, nothing's happening. Let's let's move on with our lives. Let's get to some <laughs> actual hockey now and And with the expectation on this team and the fact that the Islanders are going to play 13 games on the road to start the year, training camp, rookie camp, all these these things become so much more crucial for the Islanders to have good camps uh, for everybody because they're going to need them. They're going to need to be in
1: in great tip-top shape for the start of the season. The the beautiful thing is, Christian, is that all that stuff is not so far on the horizon anymore. We're right there. Rookie camp Next week. Now, the Islanders very well could start rookie camp next week, but they won't actually acknowledge that it started. (laughs) Kind of like the Zach Parise contract, right? Like, all right, yeah, we'll let him speak to the media, but we're still not going to acknowledge the fact that he's a member of the team. Uh, that's just how the Islanders work these days, and that's fine because it's worked for them so far. The last three years have been pretty damn good, and, and I certainly have high expectations for this year, but, yeah. but yes, that's a little taste of what's on tap, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Bye, RJ Daniels. Daniels. We're going to build on this as we go. We'll obviously talk about actual training camp uh, next week. Hopefully, we will have a, a roster by Ooh, then. What is Ooh. on tap? What is on tap, though? Oh, next, for us?
2: For us next week. We do have something yes. big on tap for next week.
1: Very excited. We're we're gonna be getting back to Sunday night next week, so I believe what that's the nineteenth? Nineteenth? Yes, there you go. The nineteenth of September. And Dave Scatcherd, former New York Islander, Dave Scatcherd will be joining us on the program here at Hockey Night in New York to talk about his new book. Very, very excited about that. Uh, I certainly, and I've, I've reminisced about that team you know, on this show yeah. before, that uh, you know, early 2000s team, the, the mini renaissance, if you will, after the dark days in the 90s, the Yashins, the Pekkas, the Scatchards, the Jason Blakes, so very excited to get Scatch on the show and talk to him, excited to talk to him about his book, yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun, and kudos to you, Christian, for bringing him on. You gotta well, give you credit where it's due. I mean, what can I say? We get Doc Emmerich. Oh, I
2: get Doc Emmerich. I get four <laughs> NHL players. You know, yes. I don't want to brag, but I do.
1: I do contribute a lot to this show. Whew. You. We'll just leave it. at contribute. <laughs> How about that? We'll just say contribute. You're here. You're here. See, um, you almost broke the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes. Here he goes. It's show number one. I'm good. I'm good. You we're sure? Good. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're not going off the rails this time. So, no. so I off guess- the rails. Brought to you by R.J. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find we'll find another sponsor for that. It's just going to be it's going to be 15 uh, straight seconds. I was going to point to Mike behind the Christian, bar, but he's not there. He's not there. And he's, now we're he's in the actually street, probably and literally it's there. Right daytime. Now. Yeah. What is going on here? So, again, a little taste of what's on tap. New segment here at Hockey.New York. Brought to you by R.J. Daniels. Very appreciative of them hopping on board (laughs) and getting that. What do you got? A little chat? Look at the chat. chat, The real host, Christian. Yeah, that's that's about right. So... uh, That was What's on Tap. Brought to you by R.J. Daniels. American Bar and Grill. Guy's got a magical voice, whoever that is. (laughs) Just... (laughs) What great work by that
2: guy. I I think it's phenomenal. I'm (laughs) glad we paid whatever we did. What was that, 50 cents for that voice guy?
1: Yeah, give or take. Give or take. Love the new segment. Thanks, Donnie. There we go. Some kudos already. Yeah. New segment. There we go. On tap. What's on tap? I already botched it. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Episode one. already botched it. That's just great. So, Christian... We are at 5.10. See, we're going to extend the shows a little bit, too. We have an, an additional segment, so we'll probably be going a little bit past an hour here. Yeah. And that's fine. It's just more Islander talk, more hockey talk, so we hope you hang out with us. Now, do you want to talk a little bit more in depth about these signings that they made? Yeah, I mean, we want to exam- – it's been a little bit since we
2: were on the air, obviously, Casey Zizekas. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to talk guys. about this I yet. mean, yeah. that,
1: that in a nutshell, those
2: signings in a nutshell, all very good deals for the Islanders. Casey Zizekas obviously being the biggest deal. And uh, the, te- the team-friendly – Try saying that three three times fast. Can't do it. Team friendly? Can barely say it once. I can. Apparently, I just can't talk anymore. Team (laughs) team friendly? That's like hard. That's not even a talk I couldn't even say it before. Team friendly deal. You got it. Proceed. (sighs) All right, great. We're going off the rails brought to you by RJ Daniels. Go. Go. Um, Get back on. The team friendly deal that that Casey Zizekas signed was was a huge thing for the team going forward because of, of just how... Critical the the cap situation has been the last couple of years, and and I, I think it speaks volume to what the Islanders have been building, and it continues to show there. I, I think you know we've we've heard this narrative so many times, and it was asked to Casey when he when he resigned, and uh, some of these other guys about the changing the changing you know face of the organization and the perception and all that. And I think it's at this point we can kind of move past that because I think at this point the Islanders have earned enough credit. Where that question is almost insulting at that point. No offense hmm. to anyone who, who thinks it or asks it or anything like that. But at a certain point, I, I think we're beyond that. Because the Island, three, three years in a row, they've made the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. They made it to the Eastern Conference final two years in a row. Yeah, um, They have a Hall of Fame general manager, a future Hall of Fame head coach. Um, check, check. The team plays, well, yes, there is the, the issue every year that seems of, of kind of collapsing there in the second half of the season, but then picking, then turning the magic on in the, in, in the playoffs. Is it
1: a collapse, Christian?
2: Or are they maybe just taking their foot off the gas a little bit? Getting ready for the playoffs. They're taking their foot off the gas, sure. Okay. Regardless, there is that drop in the second half of the okay. season, which for whatever reason continues to it happen. It happens, yeah. Um, and everyone goes crazy. Backed. And then we, and then you get to the playoffs and everyone goes crazy. Yay! In a good reason. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, the, <laughs> the whole downs. The, the whole thing is wild. Yeah. Um, but I think the Islanders have earned enough kudos at this point where we can kind of move beyond the narrative of, you know, what does this say about how things have changed in the organization? I think it's uh, it's speaks for itself at this point. We you know, Case is signing is an indication, another indication if for the for the price that he did right. If, yeah, if. Hajo coming here was not an indication, if Paul Mary coming here was not an indication, if Zach Parisi waiving his no trade clause a year ago in the potential yeah. 2020 deadline trade was an indication, um, you know, I, I, there's a list goes on and on and on. I think we've hit a point where this is an organization now that is one of the pinnacles of New York's, the New York sports scene. The Mets are always a mess, Period. No, it's... The Yankees can't 100%. get 100%. The Jets are in training camp talking about how they're, they're trying to model themselves after the way the New York Islanders organization is, is being Imagine run. Imagine that. Um, you know, the Giants, of the Giants are the Giants, and, uh, you know, the Rangers... The Giants are the Giants. The, the Rangers are the Rangers.
1: The Knicks are uh, perpetually in, in chaos. And the, the Rangers the Nets, have, you know, have had... The Nets. More, ca- they had like their their Islander equivalents of chaos this past summer with the whole upheaval right. of the front office. I mean, that's something. You would have seen out of the well. That's something you have seen out of the Islanders. I mean, that was yeah. their Neil Smith moment. That's what that was. That was the Neil Smith situation and Pat Lafontaine. I mean, that was the Rangers version of it. That whole thing. But no, the, the Islanders have become in a very short amount of time a model franchise. Yeah. Not only in hockey, but in all of sports. In fact, uh, the Athletic just did like a uh, a fan conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Survey whatever they you do want it call for every it. year for right. all thirty two teams now.
1: And now the Islanders sit at number five, I believe, at that list. So. Things have changed in a, in very short order, and people still find things to complain about. But that's it, but that would, that's what the sports, fans do. yeah, it's it's sports, sports right? Know. But yes, things are things are wonderful here. Wonderful up, down, left, and right. The new buildings come. We're, we're just under two months away from setting foot into UBS Arena for New York Islander hockey. I mean, let that sink in. Less, than, I mean, two months. That's nothing. I mean, it's gonna we're be here before you're already you know it. there. We, yes we've been here the whole time they still won't let us leave <laughs> and there's Ilya still hanging out with us real nice guy there he's been here the whole time just just supporting us yeah. except for the when he went yeah, to the, the listeners are like except what, for he went the with, listeners on like apple Podcasts. like what are these guys talking about if they never like watch yeah. the show they're like what are they talking about but anyway a lot of great things going on here and and it's and it's and something to get really excited about and and just to to kind of group all these contracts, all these signings that they did do this summer. I mm-hmm. mean, you're really going to be nitpicky if you're going to complain about any of them. Yes, Zika's got a few extra years, but it's negligible at a, two and a half year, uh, $2.5 million dollar contract, right. right? That's something... You know, you can bury if you have to. You don't want to have to be in that position. But look, if if he if he also, runs out of gas, you know, in the later years, you can you can do things to to alleviate the, the cap hit there. Paul Murray, you actually I think Gain a year of age versus Eberly. I think he's a year younger than Jordan Eberly. He signs 4 years is great on a UFA contract. Usually yeah. you're seeing 6, you know, 5 to 7. 4 years and a very reasonable 5 million dollars and Adam Pellick, 8 years, 5.75 Your top pairing left. I forgot about the. I forgot about the. In the prime of his career, I mean that is that that is a sweetheart contract for the New York Islanders. I mean, look. Toronto fans or, or other fans around the NHL can complain all they want, but if Lou Lamarillo gets GM of the year for a third time in a row, it's gonna be deserved because, the, I mean, this has been a badder summer for him because everybody was like, look how tough this offseason's gonna be. Look at all this, you know, cap situation that they're in. They, they get rid of Ladd. They they unload Everly's contract, whether they want it to or not. Yeah. They, they find a way to get under Letty's contract because they kind of had to do the expansion. Trip. right. And, and Lamarillo finds a way to swing all of that money into keeping all of these integral parts of the team. Sorokin gets a reasonable contract mm-hmm. you figure in around two years he'll probably take the reins from uh, excuse me semi and varlamov who is I, at the u.s open with the other week is that right yeah how about that yeah i didn't know that it was all okay. over social media i think the only contract that i'm gonna nitpick and again it is nitpicking right is the Bovillier contract and not because of the dollars 4.1 deserved. that's fine it's just it's three years he's gonna be a ufa and you know, he'll probably get a bump and there probably there's going to be some haggling over what that number is going to be and look, we'll worry about that in three years. I mean, we kind of, you look at Pollock next year and that's a little more concerning. Right, but,
2: right. That'll be. But,
1: but again, you look at the full body of work that, that Lamarillo has, has put together here with, with this changeover for the roster, which kind of barely changed over, but, right. he, had to, but he still had to, right. you know, deal with a Small lot changes. of these players. Right. Small change. And I think it's fantastic and you look at that forward depth, there is, there is not a weak spot in that forward lineup. First line to fourth line. Yeah. Whether you put Palmieri or Walsham on the first line, that's the debate we'll probably end up having throughout the course of the season. Uh, I'm sure soon, sooner than that, probably next week. But, you know, you're going to have that debate between those two guys who's going to flank Barzell on the right side. But, you know, you, just for the sake of argument, Lee, Barzell, Palmieri, yep. Bavillier, Nelson, Bailey. Bailey. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Pajot, Parise. I can see the panic in your eyes right there. Yeah, it was starting a little bit, but Parise now on that left side. Uh Pajot yeah. and Palmer. Uh, sorry, Wallstrom. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the, the best fourth line in hockey, the identity line. I mean, there is no weakness there. Now, you might say they don't have that sniper that they need, like Tarasenko or something like that. But that is a that I mean, this is the Islanders' identity, but literally a win by committee. And mm-hmm. and to Arthur Staples' point. About Palmieri and and basically the rest of that roster, at least the top nine, yeah. you can mix and match all nine of those guys, yeah. and you can. You know, create which Barry some, had
2: no problem doing during the right, playoffs. and
1: you can create some really dynamic lines. So even if even if you're not going to get one 40 goal scorer, you're probably going to have a lot of twenty to thirty goal scores at the very least, and that's something the Islanders haven't had
2: a lot in the past, and that's right. that's a good thing, yeah, and that's a
1: good thing now. And I think Parise, being in a third-line spot, he's not going to be relied upon to be a top-six guy. It's a much better the power play. Yeah, Yeah. and and playing next to Pajot and maybe Palmieri, maybe Wallstrom, Mm -hmm. he's going to have an opportunity to bounce back and put some better numbers up there. So I really love what this forward group looks like, even without a guy like Tarasenko. So really, the biggest concern to me, as we've talked about it all night tonight, is that lefty, Playing with Scott Mayfield, yeah. a top four guy, Arthur seems to think that there's some options out there. Uh, I'm certainly going to take his word for it. I'm not sure who that might be, right? But and then you wonder who's you know what's going to go the other way to to make that acquisition. But that's the last thing that has to that has to happen. You, you you bring that piece of the puzzle in, and you have maybe arguably the best goaltending tandem in the league, especially now that Flurry and Leonard's been split. And, I mean, this is, this is a team that's going to contend again. It's going to be a full 82-game season. They're starting on the road, 13 games. So they're going to have to make some, make some wins up there later on probably when they get back home. But it's going to be another exciting year here for the New York Islanders, Christian. Sorry, I wanted to check the New York Mets score while you were talking. Sure. No, that's, that's fine. That's much more important right now.
2: thought it was a good time to – holy moly. Really? Well, you might as well give us the score now. Mets are up 8-2. to it yeah, doesn't mean anything. Javier Baez doubles in the bottom of the. Floor. They'll win twelve to three Michael tonight, Canforto and then they'll lose the fourtho scores. Six, so. The Mets extend their lead over the Yankees <laughs> eight to two. For those of you have that are curious, okay,
1: yeah, okay. So I think that that covers the. Oh, sorry, did you have more to say about that? No, no, no. I was going to say you did a great job. Thanks, Bud. Yeah. I know I stole a lot of airtime there. No, no, but, it was uh, fine. That's why I started to check the Met score.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so your eyes really did glaze over this time. <laughs> so the name Tarasenko came up with Arthur just brought it up now. Do you think that's still possible? I wrote the
2: other day. I don't think it's going to happen. Dumb. I don't. I didn't like the yeah. idea. I didn't like the idea when it first started to kind of pop up there. I didn't right. like it even more when they people started to mention Scott Mayfield's name in a potential deal, which I thought would have been disastrous for the Islanders' blue line, considering their limited scope of defensemen that they have already taking Scott mayfield too you can complain all you want about certain things that happened in his game last year but still played very well in the playoffs and as, as a solid part of this defensive core losing him it, it chips away already with already losing nick letty so yeah I, I think that would have been shooting yourself in the foot to spite your nose or
1: what, what, what did i get that right cutting off your nose to spite your face Something like that. You were close. Yeah. You you did mention the body part <laughs> nose, so I guess you get There's some points for that to save your nose. Or yeah, nailed know. it, nailed it. Oh, that's that's cute. That's adorable, Christian. Uh, at least I didn't do it when Arthur was here. So okay, so yeah, I don't think Tarasenko coming either, and I don't, and and based on what I just said, I don't think they need him. No, you know, I mean, look, the squad's yeah. got to stay healthy financially. I don't think you could pull that off either at this point. It'd be a little bit of a gymnastics move. Well, we, we have learned that Lou knows how to work a balance beam. That's true. <laughs> he knows how true. to work the mat. He definitely does. True. So I wouldn't put anything past him. And look, there's, there's ways to unload some of those contracts. And no, no, I know. But or it, bury it, it, them. Yeah. But it is funny how many forwards they have right now under contract. Like, I mean, like, again, panic. Like, they acquired him. Is he even gonna... I forgot about it, right? Him. Yeah, I totally he's totally... there
2: until you brought him up, brought yeah. him up before when Arthur think, was on. I totally
1: forgot about it. I think he's Thomas got like Panic. a one point seven five mil contract. His first name is Thomas, right? I thought it was Richard. Richard. Richard Panic? Oh, all right. See, that's how it's like <laughs> It was Thomas, Thomas Vanek. Ah, that's Thomas so Vanek
2: you know, and Man, Richard. Panic. Yeah, it's Richard. Richard Vanek. Yeah. Thomas Panic. Yeah.
1: Close again. Yeah, it's all right. nose despite your face. <laughs> so. No, shoot your foot to, to bite your nose. <laughs> that's it. You nailed it. That's it. That's right.
2: Uh, we should put that on a t-shirt or something.
1: Why not? All my it bad. reminds me of the all bartender from Boondock Saints. You ever see Boondock Saints? Yeah, of course I've seen Boondock Saints. He used Saints. to get all those cliches wrong, and then he would he would violently curse after he realized he got it wrong. Like, why don't you make like a trillion? C- 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 get out of here or something like that, which is obviously not... <laughs> not... <laughs> yeah, that's not it, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Anyway, reeling it back in. I think it's time... To celebrate some heroes. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, brief break. Yes. And then we're going to come back with the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Heroes of, of the, the week. week. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it is time for the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Hero of the week. Week, brought to you by the wonderful the great Blue Line Deli and Bagels, and it's brought to you by the Half Price Hero, the Hockey Night in New York. That's right, with grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, and avocado in a wrap. Get it for half off all week starting tomorrow, that Saturday through next Sunday, where we'll announce a brand new Half Price Hero. Hero. Stop in and mention Hockey Night in New York for half off the Hockey Night in New York. So, Christian... It's time to name our heroes. Now, obviously, no hockey's been played.
2: There goes my hero.
1: Yeah, buddy. Tony and I may or may not used to, used to have played that song I figured as during the hero of the week when we didn't care about copyright. <laughs> but I said may or may not. It doesn't mean that we did it. So, Christian, who's going first? I will go first. I'm proud of you, man. Well, uh, You're being a hero right now. Yeah.
2: You really are. So my hero of the week is... Are we ready to push them button? Yes, ready to push it. All right, here we go. My hero of the week is... Mr. Casey Zekas. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Tell us why. Well, <laughs> mostly well. because it was predetermined, thanks to Sean Cuthbert. No, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, the contract that Casey signed, a uh, phenomenal deal for both sides. Obviously, everyone gets what they want. Casey gets, Casey gets a longer term Islanders get a, a less of a, a cap hit, and both sides can keep together a line that has done a phenomenal job for the New York Islanders over the years, and really has set the tone. And there's a reason why they're called the Identity Identity Line. And Kate Sezicis, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck have certainly uh, embodied much of what it means to be a New York Islander, especially under Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello. So, Sezicis uh, taking that deal to stay an Islander. He wants to. Uh, is, Killing me to wrap it up, or what was? No, it? Oh. no,
1: no. no. You, I was trying to pull you into the shot. Your half oh, your head oh, oh, is is right. in the in the off screen. So I was trying to subtly tell you to work your way back in. But but now we'll just share it with everyone. Well,
2: I, don't, I don't know what this was. He was doing like this. I was like, "What are you doing? Are you giving me the finger? Are you fist bumping? What is going on?" Okay. Um. But yeah, so Casey Zedekis is my hero of the week. I mainly <laughs> forgot where I was going with my point because John threw Nicely me off. Done. And, uh, yeah, Sean, who's your
1: hero of the week? Well, I went in a similar direction, but oh, not the really? same one. Yeah, that's right. I chose somebody else, but it's for somewhat similar reasons. I feel like I had a really great point to make, and then you really you really messed me up. So it, was it really that great? Yeah, it was. Probably not. So my hero of the week, ladies and gentlemen, number three, your top pairing left defenseman, Adam Pellick. And why is that, Sean? The reason is because basically what I just said a little, a few moments prior, <laughs> is that the man just signed an eight-year, $5.75 million contract to stay yep. with the New York Islanders organization. And it's, again, just another breath, breath of fresh air to see a, a top-line a top player. Another what? Top-line pl- nope. player. What was it? Another- oh, a breath of fresh air? That's not what you said. The to first cut one. off your foot to spite your nose? Breath of fresh air. Seeing a guy like Adam Pellick in his prime years agree to stick around, stay on the island in his prime years with the New York Islanders, because uh, yeah. you may not have seen that five to ten years ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's a uh, it's a huge huge contract for the New York Islanders. Uh, it's it's I mean that's not even going to look bad in the in the tail end of it, you know, even when you get towards six, seven, eight, making 5.75, because that's going to be, like, a middle-pairing defenseman's number by then, maybe even less. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a great contract for the Islanders. Adam Pellick, as Arthur said before, has really come into his own here, and he is going to be a staple on that top, top pairing. I love that even though it's never going to happen because he's never going to put up the numbers, he's getting, you know, I guess you could say for argument's sake, Norris Trophy talk and this, based yeah, on his defensive play. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But until the NHL implements some kind of selkie trophy version uh, for on the defensive side, a guy like Adam Pellick is never going to win the Norris because, I mean, unless he pleasantly surprises us and puts up 30, 40 points right, one year, but that's not his style. It's, it's probably not nice going to And that's yeah. fine.
2: It's, it's absolutely not what the Islanders need from him. What, what they need is what they're getting. So it works out in the end. And. And, Donnie, it's good to see you taking advantage of the chat tonight because uh, even though we don't plug you enough on the show.
1: <laughs> he's having a blast in there. I know. It looks like, what is he, pushing
2: avocados? He, he, not, even, he, he even
1: figured out how to put an avocado emoji
2: in there? great hero. I mean, the food is great. Avocados are expensive, so take advantage of the half-price hero. Can I advertise on this chat, too? Well, you already are, Donnie. That'll be an
1: extra <laughs> he literally is. fee that we'll negotiate <laughs> later. And, and uh, kudos to Mel with the I can be your hero, Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> reference yeah i caught that mel great job by you that's, love that that's that's that awesome I, that's,
2: you should have used that for uh
1: i when can, you can be your hero we actually might have used that baby once, I uh can kiss way away back when pain. we might have mixed it up i will stand
2: yeah. by yeah. you
1: yeah we a used refer- to be mean too we used to do a zero of the week when they had a bad week yeah and bad. then we may or may not have played a smashing pumpkin song called zero at the time we, we didn't though because that's not right for legal purposes no we did not we did not but we're past that now. It's only positive things here now. We only do heroes. Oh. There's no zeros here yeah. other than Christian. But there's no zeros <sighs> here. What? Did I I did, heard that. Did I mumble that out loud? <laughs> so, Adam Pelic, Casey Szekes. This heroes week's of Heroes the of, week. of the Week, once again brought, brought to, to you, you by, by The Blue Line Deli Bagels, Bagels, Hero of the Week, half-price hero of the week. None other than the Hockey the Night shameless, New York self-promoting no. Hockey Night New York. That's It'd right. Awesome. You know, that was our last show's one, too. I didn't even change it. Yeah, I well, we're change. shamelessly self promoting. Yeah. I, I figured because no pro- we're starting a new season, uh, it was fair. I was have okay no problem being a shameless
2: self promoter. Yeah. No, that we you know. know. Yeah. That know. We know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So there you have it, by folks. Way,
1: yes. By the way.
2: Yeah. Great food at Blue Line and Del- Deli and Bagel. Fantastic just gotta food. Just got to say. The <laughs> owner's all right. But the food is just This guy goes into chats and starts advertising his deli like it's no big
1: deal. The nerve, right? Who does this guy think he is? Yeah, I mean, it basically forces you to wear that shirt. I mean, i like, that was shirt. uncomfortable. I'm just kidding, Donnie. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're just having fun. And we're fun, back buddy. at UBS Arena. <laughs> we travel fast here. We do. We travel fast. Sean,
2: do you want to take some listener or viewer questions? Yes, I do. Yes. All right, Sean. Well, we'll start with a question from Mel Armenia22. Longtime listener. And she's Coming back. Do you think Chris Lamorello will operate the same way? A meaning well, the same way as his father Lou Lamarello, if he ever takes the helm of the
1: Islanders. That is a good question, and 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 maybe a question we're going to have to answer sooner than later. I don't know. I mean, Lou is not a young man. Yeah, but Lou
2: Lou just seems like he's going to go forever, an ageless wonder. He's, it's, he's like he's. I feel like he's going to be like the Tom
1: Brady of General Manager. Christian, he's I, just going to keep going. I going, hope he going. does. I hope he does. He can stay as long as he wants. As long as he has his health and his wits about him, he can stay as long as he wants because I love the job that he's done here. But to answer Mel's question, bringing it back to Chris, that's a good question. And, and it seems like the assumption around Islander country is if and when Lou is going to pass the torch Which, funny enough, he kind of hinted towards when he first got here. He's like, listen, I'm going to GM for now. We'll see what happens. then he was just like, I'm the GM.
2: I think he just loves it too much. Like, he he gets back into that mode and he's like, I don't know. He's a competitive man. Yeah. And
1: he's kicking ass. So why not? Taking names,
2: chewing bubblegum. Doing all those things at once. And he's all out of bubblegum. Right? That's the thing. That's the thing. Okay, good. So (laughs) I didn't mess up that saying.
1: I'm sure that Chris will implement his his own style. Is he going to be as cloak and dagger as Lou? Probably not. I don't think he will. It would be fun if he was because, I mean, I just love seeing everybody getting frustrated by it, you know, selfishly. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting question because I'll be honest. I mean, as, as long as Chris Lamarillo has been running the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, and this even predates Lou coming over here. He was he was there when Garth, Garth Snow, Snow was on the show. Yeah. So I, I'm i not too familiar with, with how he's running the show down there. And, and uh, look, the dynamic has to be different because, you know, if you're a GM of, of, of an AHL affiliate, you're still kind of – you know following the lead of whatever the 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 parent you know team is doing right so a lot of his decisions are based off what happens above him first yeah. right so you you don't really get a great idea of of how they're going to operate the main team until i get they get the job i guess but i mean look he's the man's son So, obviously, he's (laughs) going to take some influence. Whether he goes the whole nine with the, you know, I'm not telling you ever about anything that ever happens, I don't know. I have no idea if that's his style, but I'm sure. Well, look, I am sure, but I also would hope that we would definitely see some similarities (laughs) between father and son because that means that the team ends up in good hands if and when Lou has to pass the baton.
2: Mel Armenia 22 also asked if uh, we think that Zach Parise will take number 11.
1: That's a good question. I mean, he he can't take nine, and well, seven's available. He could take seven. He, George, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Eberle is no longer ever. with us, yeah. so I mean, he's still he's alive. Traded, but, <laughs> but, but but he is, he's is now playing for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, eleven, I think, is possible. Where did he wear eleven previously? Did he? Because he did he wear it with New Jersey? Uh, no. Or was he, he always was, nine? He, no. He think he wore, or maybe with Team USA? Maybe, maybe. Because cause I, I guess I have to ask why, Mel, you would, you, would, you know, focus in on number 11. That leads me to Did he wear that it in Minnesota? Are we that dumb? We could be. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I I barely watch Western Conference hockey these days, especially since the bubble season. Uh, Parise's, oh, my God, we are idiots, but yep, for a different he, reason. He wore it in, uh, in oh, Minnesota. All right. You know, we got to shut the show down. We just got to wrap it up permanently. Thank you, Mel. Zach Parise's father wore number 11. And I guess in our defense, neither one of us were around when that happened. That's true, but we should I'm going to fall on that defense. We should have known that. Of course we should have known that. We're stupid. So
2: with with that in
1: mind... We're going
2: to end the show here. And then uh, probably never come back now
1: after that embarrassing moment. <laughs>
2: yeah, we're done. Brought we're to done. you by Thai Technology, <laughs> R.J. Daniels yeah, and RJ's Blue R.J. just Deli, texted me.
1: They said they're out. Yeah, they want their money um, back. So <laughs> I would say actually, Mel, with, with that coming to light, I would say 100%. I yes. would be surprised if he didn't wear number 11 yeah. now that you mentioned that. But I'm glad we were able to clear that up. And, and hopefully all the elder uh, members of the fan base <laughs> can have a good laugh at our expense and, and ridicule happens. us. I feel like that happens. Give us the business. Give I us think the business. That happens on a lot. That's fine. Yeah. So, yes, yes. We, we agree. They, they both, we both think that he's going to wear number 11. What's uh, next? Uh, <laughs>
2: Mel I believe it was. Also wow, taking asked, charge tonight. Yeah. Uh, who is winning each division this year? Hmm. I will leave that
1: to you to answer. The New York Islanders are going to win the Metro. You're out of your mind. I don't think so. I think Carolina wins this year. I hmm. think Carolina should have kept their goalies. Well, yes, I think everyone thinks Carolina think should get that, that is still completely baffling to me. I don't understand that at all. Don Waddell, he's a well-respected GM in the NHL. I guess he might have had good reason for unloading those guys, but they they played the goalie carousel for a few years. They they couldn't. They never had that starter. They finally got it in that young dude last year. I'm not even going to pretend I know how to say his name. Nice. Starts with an N, and he was young, and he was good. Nice. But he's no longer there. Don't understand why. And Mrazic went up to Toronto. They did a swap, and Freddie Anderson comes down from Toronto. Mrazic goes up to Toronto, and they got anti Ra- uh, anti Ranta, right? Ranta from I don't even remember where he came from. But Ranta <laughs> he used to play in Arizona. He played for the Rangers, but yeah, he played everywhere. I think I think the Islanders can win the Metro unless they do. Do their typical seemingly annual Barry Trots foot off the gas thing? I think they're getting are. ready for the playoffs. So if that happens, I'll say this: they're gonna they're probably gonna be battling for it throughout the year. And I guess it's up to them whether or not they hang on to keep it. I think that's the way it's gonna go. I think a healthy Islanders team in that Metro now has a very good chance of winning the division. I mean, look, I think Washington's you know kind of heading downwards a little bit. That that team is aging. You have Pittsburgh also aging a bit. Uh, they still have a, a goaltender situation that isn't that ideal, right. so I'm, I'm not too afraid of Pittsburgh as far as that goes. The Rangers aren't there yet. The Devils certainly aren't there yet. Columbus is a complete tire fire, and well, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, I think they'll they're going to be in the in that like you know. The, the playoff cusp, right? They're going to be battling with the Rangers and battling with, I guess, potential wildcard teams over in the Atlantic Division. Right. You know? But I think as far as... Well, look, they they actually improved on defense to their credit, so maybe they'll be a little bit better. I still don't know if they're going to fight for the division, but I think the Metro is, is there for the Islanders. Cool. The Atlantic Division, I mean, yes, Tampa lost basically all their sandpaper, literally, like, what, right. their entire third line or whatever it was, right. I mean, middle line. Um, they're obviously going to be there. They have so many superstars in that team. So I think that's a battle between Tampa and Florida. Toronto's going to be that in that third playoff spot, whether it's for the division or not. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think Toronto's taking that division. Um, you know, Montreal, they just went to the cup final. I don't think they nearly replicate what they did I there. Don't, that I was mean, a magical run for them. Yeah, All yeah, the that's credit what happens play everyone but uh, the best team in hockey. Yeah, I just... Look, you can't take it away. I mean, any any other no, 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 fan not, of an NHL I'm team not, would be insanely jealous of I'm going a, to the Stanley I'm not Cup not Finals. not taking it away, but let's be realistic. Yeah. And Shea Weber's done, right? Isn't he done? Oh, I forgot about that. Right? I think so. I mean, if he's gone, that's I mean, that's a team that you kind of was wondering how they even got there to begin with. And then if he goes... I mean, look, Carey Price is always going to give you a chance to win. We, we learned that very clearly during these playoffs. But... I don't think Montreal. Man, Montreal might not even make the playoffs after making the Stanley Cup Finals. To be honest, because you look at those other teams, you that's look. That's what at, happens when you play the same five other teams and six teams. Sorry,
2: sorry, right. Canada, six teams <laughs> in a division that's awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a
2: strong division. It really wasn't. It's it's like the it's like the team that goes like five and. Ten, five and eleven in, in football, and somehow makes the playoffs because they play a, in a terrible division, and then they somehow make it to the championship yeah, game. I agree with that. I agree
1: with that. So there, there's your there's your Atlantic Sorry, Division Canada, breakdown, and now now out west. About seven minutes after admitting that I barely watch Western Conference hockey, yes, do it, but I still do keep an eye on what happens over there. So. Pacific Division, you got Seattle joining the fray over there. That's going to be a couple more wins for the teams in that division. Not to say that I think Seattle's going to be terrible. Yeah. But that's Vegas. That's Vegas's division. Vegas. And then you got the Central Division. Rado, right? Colorado. Arizona,
2: Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis. Chicago's going to be better this year. Chicago's. Where do you think Seattle? I'm sorry to go back to the other
1: division, but where do you think Seattle ends up? I think Seattle doesn't have a prayer of doing what Vegas did. I agree. Okay, But I do think that they could challenge for a wild card. I don't think they're going to be awful. I think there's teams in this league they're going to be better than. I mean, some of them are easier to mention than others, like Arizona, Buffalo, perhaps Ottawa. Well, Arizona's getting punted out of their stadium next year, after this year. Yeah, that's a bad scene. That is a bad scene. I mean, you kind of wonder if that's kind of going along with, you know, all, I mean, look, they've, they've already packed it in. <laughs> I mean, they're just going through the motions this season. I mean, they took on Andrew Ladd for crying out loud. They're taking everybody's bad contracts. We've been joking about that yeah. all summer. I mean, Phil Kessel's out there in no man's land. You know what? They picked yeah. up Gostas Bear uh, they yeah. got now. But there's really nothing going on down there. Uh, that's that's going to be an interesting franchise to keep an eye on for the next couple of years. I mean, for obvious reasons with the arena situation. But... They've kind of been that one of those teams that have always been in that conversation, 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 Conversation. for relocation. Yeah, damn, damn, conversation. Yeah, I I didn't mean to do that. So, I mean, look, they need a place to play, so that's a problem, and you got cities like Quebec, which. Not going to work for the balance of the conferences. But you have Houston, I think, wanted a team. They might be in the Kansas mix. City still has that brand spanking
2: new arena that, that uh, nothing is gets, going on nothing in. Nothing gets used in. Yeah, Except the Islanders threatened to go there.
1: Remember that? They played that preseason yep. game there. The Sprint Center, I think it was Sprint called Center. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, nice no. looking building, too. It was at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that, that was a decade ago.
2: Over a decade God. ago.
1: Time. It passes. It flies, yeah. Closing time. <laughs> not just yet. We're almost there. But, so there you go. I think, I think we got it, right? Vegas, Colorado, the Islanders, is, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But they're not going to be as good this year. This is the year Tampa goes down. They are not 3 It's not happening. Not happening. Somebody else is going to raise a banner. Tampa Bay. No. Not, the Tampa Bay can still be Tampa Bay, but it's not going to be with the Lightning.
2: Lightning? It's not happening. Buccaneers.
1: Whatever, lightning in the Tampa Bay Brady's, the Tampa, Tampa Brady. Brady's, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Any other questions? Um, none worth asking. No, wow, that's not nice. No, because there's no, no other, you know, no, you know what? There was one no more question questions. from Mel. No she asked questions. about the Olympics, and we said we were going to talk about the Olympics. What are your thoughts on the NHL players in the Olympics? Are you uh, one of those grumpy uh, people that no, I don't like it? Uh, I don't. I don't hate it. I just yeah. um. I'm very indifferent
2: to it. If they if they go, that's really care. cool. No, I'll watch it. If they go, that's great. I'm going to watch it. And it's going to yeah. be great. And I think we're going to try and do some sort of event around the Olympics.
1: Oh, hell yeah. If um, we can yeah. work something out, speaking of live events at RJ Daniels, obviously oh, we we're going to have to see the schedule. Yeah. We're going to have to see what time of day those games are going to be played because it could be at 7 a.m. Hey, which a boozy is, breakfast at eggs and RJ eggs? Da- eggs and eggs <laughs> at RJ like Daniels. Yeah, we're going to try to do maybe a Team USA viewing party over there if and when. There's, there's some talks going yeah. on. We're well, We're, we'll we're getting a little early stages so here. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. To but no, I, I think it's great that they're back in the Olympics. I know the players love
2: it. And I think it's better. It's more interesting when players are in the Olympics before a national audience. Otherwise, people kind of don't care. Yeah. Um, but at yeah. the same time, if the NHL didn't go to the Olympics, I could care less, too. I, then you're just
1: watching regular season. You're just hockey. a very apathetic individual. Generally well, it speaking. just
2: it, it just does nothing. It doesn't make me more or less want to watch the games.
1: I mean, it does for me. Like I, I am a full endorser of the NHL players going to the to the Olympics. I'm and, I'm
2: gonna watch it out of professional necessity. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have to do that, I don't know if I'd watch the Olympic hockey. Well,
1: that's fair and that's fine. But I just love the best on best tournament. Like this is the opportunity an opportunity to see all the best players in the well, world. We see
2: that every year.
1: Yeah, but not not in this capacity. I know. I know. Representing I know. their nations. I get it. It's literally eight all star teams, six yeah. to eight all star yeah. teams, right? Going to battle. And then like, and then like, uh, and then like S- Switzerland or something like that. Switzerland. One team, one team hey, that gets in. Switzerland has come a long way, pal. No,
2: no. I wasn't even insulting Switzerland. I just couldn't think of a, of, a, of like that lower tier team that makes it every that's, year. Right. Well, that's, that's China this, this to, year because they're hosting oh, and God, they're, they're going to get, get run over. Housed.
1: housed. That's, and they're, they're in um, USA and Canada's division. Oh God, they're going to get murdered. Yes, they are. They are gonna going to be like, it's going to be it's, like, it's not uh, going to be pretty. It, it's It's going
2: to be the equivalent of like, well, NHL All stars playing a, a a midget hockey team.
1: Yeah, or like my men's league team. Yeah. 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 Yeah, basically. That's what that yeah. It might be yeah, it might be China would probably do better than us. But anyway. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Maybe. If the score is sixteen Maybe. and nothing at the end of it is yeah. who did better?
1: Right. It's 50-50. But speaking of the Olympics and and those sorts of teams, I suppose. Yeah. Did you happen to see that the Danes qualified for the first time? Yes. Led by Franzi Nielsen. Yeah. I saw that on the Twitter. That's very excited about that. What
2: I was thinking of the teams like the Danes and, and them who are going to get. Belarus,
1: get Germany. Rolled over and Germany's gotten better too. Yeah, Germany's They're gotten better. They're getting NHL, yeah. more NHLers. But like 10, 15 years ago, Germany was like that team that made it that just got shellacked. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're just happy in. to be here. And like, yeah, Belarus, I think, upset like, what was it, Canada or Sweden one year? Oh, like, I remember, remember that, that, right? Yeah. I, was, that, was that when Tommy Sala was playing that for Sweden? Because I know he had a very. At least one or two very embarrassing moments in the Olympics, like he let him, like a remember. goal from like the the far blue line or something like that. Yeah, poor Tommy Sallow, poor Tommy Sallow, yeah. <sighs> rough times. Rough but times. yeah, I'm excited about Olympic hockey. I hope that the the games are during times that are watchable because I I'm much less interested watching recorded Olympic events. Yeah, you like, know I need, to watch, yeah, I need you know to watch live. I need to watch live. I I can't watch anything that's not live. So hopefully the timing is good. And uh, I think I think we can wrap it up from there, yeah. buddy. We covered a lot of bases. We went 90 minutes. We did. Big time opening show here for the new season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. It so. was a
2: great show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and not watching the New York Met game. Yeah. at least putting it on mute and having it on the background and still watching us. And you could also call it the New York Yankee game, though, right? I mean, it's not just... but the Met Yankees
1: Subway Series... Uh, the Battle of New York, the subway series. Yeah, that would have been more appropriate. <laughs> well, folks, like, to reiterate request- re- <laughs> what Christian said. <laughs> Maybe this is a song we can't do 90 minutes. Maybe not. I want to thank you all for joining us here at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY and on all your favorite podcasts. Hey, look, it's the first first show back. It's been a month, so you got to give us a little bit of a break here. But huge thanks to Arthur Staple of The Athletic for joining us. Great, yes. great spot from him. Fantastic stuff. And, of course, a huge thanks to our sponsors and to RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill for hopping on board with us. Extremely excited about that. It is the best place to catch the aisles with tons of big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Don't just go for the aisles. They have live music comedy nights trivia a great late night bar scene they have it all R.J. Daniels American Bar & Grill. Thanks a lot for hopping on with us, guys. Woo! Blue Line, Deli, and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Donnie, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Awesome stuff. Official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. And, folks, when you set foot in UBS Arena this season, they're going to be front and center. You walk up that escalator, Blue Line, Deli, and Bagels, UBS Arena location will be there. Donnie Bagels, it's all happening. Are I cannot l- wait. What? Are you allowed to say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got the clearance. It's a little late to ask that question now, isn't it, Christian? Well, you were saying it. I was like, <laughs> do I interrupt him? Do
2: I stop him? Do I, I it cleared
1: it with Donnie. Don't worry about it. UBS Arena, Blue Line Deli and Bagels is happening. Remember, check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. Are they going to have a hockey night in for their- in the arena? Uh, you know what? I wasn't going to ask Donnie. I didn't want to get too crazy, but, I mean, maybe we can negotiate. Maybe we can figure that out. That'd be great. So check them out, bluelinedelly.com for the great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And a huge thanks, of course to our partners at Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at Titechnology.com for all your telecom needs. The music is over or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of Sorry, You don't really want me to hit it again? Yeah. Three free months of service. Give them a call once again, 516-856-7800. We already told you what's on tap. Dave Scatchard next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Once again, thanks to all of you. Thanks to you, Christian. Thanks to you, showing Sean. Up. And if you, oh, show, hi, hi. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, you're welcome. If you enjoy the show, please me. rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast providers. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Follow Christian at C underscore Arnold 01 on the Twitter. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For Christian Arnold, my name is Sean Cuthbert. We have been Hockey Night New York. You have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Bye! Bye. This is Christian's awful signature sign-off. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank you. Tommy <laughs> said, wait, don't say it. We're still in the air, bro. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm having a laugh with anybody who might be lingering. Lingers lingering don't linger
0: loitering bye